0: all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more.
1: Confidence starts with loving who you are.
2: and welcome to your Ruck Christmas and New Year Special Edition. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Now today's pod's a little different. Rather than bringing you the latest talking points across the sport, we'll be casting our eyes back on 2021 and looking ahead to 2022. I'm Alex Lowe and I'm joined by Stephen Jones in the studio. And coming up on this festive episode, we'll review the year just gone, including our very own awards for the past 12 months of rugby we're going to put our knowledge to the test with an end-of-year rugby quiz, which, frankly, I'm terrified about. And we'll go through our New Year wish list for how we'd like to see the sport change in 2022. But first, let's welcome our special end-of-year guest to the ruck. It's Abby Dow, the England and Wasp swinger. Abby, thanks for joining us.
3: <laughs> well, thanks for letting me be here, No, it's... You'll it. soon regret it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm certain we won't. So, first of all, Abby, you have just been named in World Rugby's... World Team of the Year. How did you find out? What and just how did you how did you react?
3: Um. Well, I didn't really. I obviously knew I was nominated for Try of the Year, which I just missed out on. Um. But I kind of completely forgot about that they did a Team of the Year. So um, we were kind of just coming off the back end of autumns and like everyone was settling down into clubs and um, I just kind of got up on my phone. I got tagged in something and I looked and I was like, oh. Oh, that's that's a nice little bonus for the end of autumn. So yeah, it's quite fun.
2: It's been a, a remarkable year for for you and the mm. and the England team. Just um, j- just reflect on on everything that that you've achieved individually as well as as well as collectively.
3: Um, I think this year is just about um, bringing together like what we as a team and as a union we've been able to put forward. I think there's been so many debates in the past how if we're tight on a match how we're one of the only teams that are full-time contracted and where's the dividends paying off there? Like they don't see the connection or we're only just about making ends meet because actually we probably are our own worst critics in that. Um, But I felt finally we were able to establish how the money that doesn't just go into the players but goes into our league is able to actually um, give us consistency. So when we go out in the autumns and we play teams that we haven't played in over two years, um were able to actually bring the consistency that we didn't have back then, and put it into our game, and the game plan paid off.
2: And not just consistency, but relentlessness. I mean, you didn't just beat these teams mm. who, uh, you know, they've not had the same prep that, that you guys have had, but you put them to the sword. I mean, it was it was emphatic. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I mean, this autumn's um, it wasn't just about winning those games, so. We weren't. We weren't going out there to try and get the biggest scoreline we could. We were going out there to test our systems and test ourselves, because at the end of the day, in World, like it's coming up to World Cup. We've got less than a year before it happens, and you can't really say, well, it doesn't matter what happens in World Cup. We won the whole autumns before. Like no one, it doesn't work that way. It works the other way. So there's no point being incredible in autumns if it's not going to actually help you in a World Cup performance. So we weren't going out there to. Shove it in people's faces, almost how we were able to um, play more rugby over lockdown. But we were going out there to be like, no, we're going for. In a year's time, we're going to come for you. <laughs> um, Always,
2: I'm sure. I'm sure the United States are delighted to hear that you put, <laughs> you put 89 points on them and weren't even trying mm-hmm. to score as many points as you could.
3: Well, um, no, that wasn't quite it. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> no, I know.
3: Yeah, no, it was. It was more about um, testing our systems. I mean, it, it could be savage in that way. How we took off um, some uh, like our great players, like Poppy or Marley and Abby, and we we didn't play those players um, to give us opportunities. So yeah, we were playing against ourselves as much as we were playing against the other teams. I'd say.
2: So we should say England, and you, you won all eight games this year. You're eighteen. 18- games undefeated it was Steve with Steve here in the studio Abby you've covered England England women's teams for a long time mm-hmm. is this collection of players is Abby's team
4: just the best that you've seen yeah there's no question I mean the thing is um I've seen I've seen New Zealand beaten on the rugby field uh, Abby uh, probably only about 10 times ever either either sex and uh, mm. to see them put away like that is just a completely new experience. I just wonder whether, you, when you look back on that series, whether you're almost sort of scratching your own head to, to, to wonder whether it really happened, because you did play glorious rugby, and they they, they they never had five minutes of any match, really, when they were on top of you, did they?
3: Yeah, I think what's quite um, weird, when I think the bit that really hits home is that how few of us have played them in a world cup before Mm. so some of us have played them a couple of years ago in the summer series but like that was the first time I ever played New Zealand myself and of that team that starting team I think it was like only Lydia Thompson was the only back that had actually played them in a world cup or even been to a world cup so actually it just shows how little experience we have and how we can understand how in like previous generations, um, that fierce competition, and we were ready. Uh, and we were ready to learn a lot about ourselves as rugby players, and to actually, it was, it was a little bit upsetting because we knew that they could be better, and they will be better. And actually, it was missed opportunity from them in the previous years that has prevented them from being better. Um, but it was certainly a bit shocking how we were able to really get on the front foot and put that scoreline away because. You can look at like rankings, let's say, and take France, who, because they've played so much, have actually ended up with a world ranking quite low for their own standard and how we play them and we only just win. Like, And I can, we can only just say that we just win them because they really are tight battles and we're often, at some points, losing at halftime. So to then play against a team that is then ranked second in the world who should be better and aren't because, unfortunately, they haven't played, it was it was a bit of an interesting one. But it's certainly lots of points to take away because they play a different
2: style of rugby. And cast your mind ahead um, now to, to next year. I mean, we had Simon Middleton mm. on um, on the pod back in November, World Coach of the Year, newly crowned, <laughs> and, and and he was he was adamant that, you know, that a lot of these teams will will now improve quite quickly. How much do you? Is your battle like mental? To I, I think, as you said about the autumn, to to test yourselves, to drive yourselves. Just almost in expectation that that the others might be able to make up a few a few strides quite quickly once that once they get going. Um,
3: yeah, so I think like they've like a lot of teams now have got just under a year to really like focus and actually op- like as the world opens up, they can really work on their rugby. And I think same same for us. Like w- we can certainly say that um, we were we were trying to be clinical, but I wouldn't say we were there yet. There were mistakes left on the pitch, like we could have easily put more points behind both teams and i think what drives our like uh like what kind of drives our game is what comes from the league so we'll be learning through the league and how our league is able to it, it's like dramatically improved itself to where it's now a thoroughly competitive like through most of the teams that like you genuinely don't know who's going to come top fourth and all of that and that competition there will ensure that we still have competition internationally as well.
2: And is, no is, it, is it important at all to you, or are you too close to it? We were discussing this recently about, you know, a desire that that, that the World Cup is competitive, that there aren't 50-point wins in, in knockout games. Do you care about that at all, given you're the team that everyone else is chasing?
3: Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean... We're we're not here just to play a game, but to also inspire. I think that's the most important part. Is actually, we are here to try and inspire to get new to get girls into rugby. I mean, you look at the last World Cup and how much it boosted um, women's rugby in general, and how we were like instantaneously one of the most like, uh, I think most like most girls joining a sport all of a sudden. I can't remember the stats exactly, but that is so vital in like now and like these days and age. Um, I think we do have a bit of an issue, though, where we're not, like, in the World Cup is, itself, we probably have to think about how that drive is coming, um, not just um, worldwide yet. So where we've got the pools and how we're trying to divide it so it's a whole world stage, means that actually quite a few teams do miss out. So you take, you're take you taking the top 12, or well, you're taking 12 countries to the World Cup, but not the top 12 countries, um, just because you're missing out, like, with people like Ireland, for example, who won't be making it. I mean, Scotland and I think Italy have only just qualified, but Scotland still have to qualify. And like your teams that are in the top 10 aren't even making this World Cup because we're not quite even yet. And I think that is, I would say that is a, it's a harsh reality because I think it's so important to get a a world-like sport. Like you look at the men's sport where it's the Southern and the Northern Hemisphere um, are so different, but they compete with each other so well. And right now we've just kind of got um, a mainly Northern Hemisphere dominance and we need to include them, but not disrupt from the fact of all the girls who have worked hard in that Northern Hemisphere to compete, basically.
4: Abby, you're talking about inspiring um, other people to play. Um, whenever you come across someone who went to see one of your games, people who know very little about rugby, they all say, God, did you see that girl on the wing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I know you're not. A, um, I know that you're very modest, but you have got an incredible ability to to turn people onto the game. with the way you play, do you think that it is possible for England to play in the style to use you like that when it comes to the latter rounds of the World Cup?
3: Um, I mean, I'd hope so. I think. Um, what we've been doing throughout these last couple of years, like this cycle of the World Cup is that we've um, we're starting to near this latter round, we're starting to narrow down to actually what is our what is the uh, the group of girls that we're t- going to take, like who's going to go and actually what are their strengths and weaknesses. We're going to have our group of girls and they are pretty much we, we might as well utilise them. I think it's really important in rugby that often we stick to process like we always have a 10 kicking. Or like, it's only certain people who can do certain things. And actually, I think we're seeing it more in the men's game when you've got hookers kicking balls. And actually, it's even coming into the women's game, like Sarries versus Quinn's. I think there were three kicks from three separate forwards, which like some people might might say, what the hell is going on? But they were all three actually correct decisions to kick at that point in time. Um, and I think what we're doing as a team right now is actually we're trying to utilise what we're all good at and what we're also not so good at. And if that involves me doing um, me, well, utilising me more inside than potentially outside, because I'm able to get onto the ball earlier if I'm on the inside, then that's potentially what we'll do. And actually it's what Scott and um, Mids have been really open into doing, which is quite exciting.
2: Uh, Abby, before you turn the tables on us and, and start asking us a few questions and, and show up our our lack of uh, general rugby knowledge, just talk us through Christmas for, a, for an elite sports person, Um, you're playing uh, in the big game at Twickenham against Harlequins. Um, Does that mean you were given Christmas Day off? Can you eat whatever you like? um, Is is, is the red wine on the table or off the table? What's (laughs) what's it like?
3: Um, So this is a little bit of a different one because um, this is the first Christmas where we've actually had a game pretty much straight after it. Um, so, normally, we'll be running on Christmas Day, which is what um, our WASP director, of Rugby Giselle, makes us do. So, it's normally a 5K run, which I plod along to before I um, stuff my face. But, no, this year has been a little bit different with the game coming up. Um, so, I may not have helped myself to my second portion of the roast, but I might be lying to you. I can't tell you that.
2: <laughs> but, but there was no running on Christmas Day? Not this year?
3: Well, it was, it was running yesterday, though.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> right okay um go on then i think i think it's your turn oh, to to take over it's as my host. Turn
3: to hit you
2: yeah mm-hmm.
3: i might mix i might change the answers this time just That's to really right. play with you
2: i've got my uh, oh steve, steve no phones
4: out okay right, Okay, okay okay
3: <laughs> okay there's five questions and there's even a tiebreaker question oh god
4: <laughs> all
2: right
3: okay oh, hey. So question one, how many changes to a starting 15 did Warren Gatlin make between the second and third test matches against South Africa? Was it A, 4, B, 1, C, none, and D, 6? Uh,
2: Steve, you were there. I was there. Don't remember. <laughs> gone. Um, Steve, Steve is looking lost. I'm going to take a... Go on, in, go on in. You go uh, first. I'm going to say A,
4: 4. I'm going to say A as well.
3: Oh, well, you're both wrong. It's D and six. Oh,
0: six.
4: Okay, okay. Right.
2: Yeah, okay, this number... might be a sign of things to come. Number two.
3: <laughs> okay, question two. Uh, Toulouse won their fifth European Championship Cup in 2021, but who did they beat in the final? Was it A, Bordeaux, um, B, Leinster, C, Bristol Bears, or D, La Rochelle?
4: Okay. D, La Rochelle. D, La Rochelle. Are you sure? Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's right, oh, right. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't do that
4: to us. Okay. Okay. Number okay. Three.
3: This is a good one. Question three. Harlequins' run to becoming Premiership Championship um, champions was one of the most amazing victories in Premiership history. But what score did Bristol lead by at half-time in their semi-final? Was it A, 28-0, B, 28-5, C, 35-15, or D, 26-10?
2: Okay. I think, I think I know. What I think it was B. 20, so do ib 28.5
4: Twenty-eight-five.
3: You're definitely joining onto the bandwagon. Yes, it is
4: B. Oh, <laughs> it's all, it's Get all in. level, Alex. Yeah. Get right. in. Do you need
2: know, to start do, doing do do and know and that with this. The, the reason I'm so <laughs> confident with that is because I actually watched the highlights of it this morning. <laughs> oh,
4: whoa, well, well, whoa, cheating. Okay.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that was a question. <laughs>
3: Was it before or after you wrote these questions
2: yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I threw the first one just to try and... Do you know, I did that once in, yeah. a, in a biology oh, test I at school. I'm not... <laughs> I I'd, I'd can't remember how, but I'd, I'd had the questions in advance. But because I, was, I wasn't very good at biology, I knew I couldn't get 100% because I'd be rumbled. So I got, <laughs> I got a few of them wrong on purpose and still ended up with a C, which is probably the score I'd have got anyway.
4: Well done. Yeah, so Anyway, okay. I did not write these questions. Okay. One, what are we, okay. we on
3: we now? We've got two more questions, right. unless you draw, and then there's a tiebreaker. Right, okay, okay, question four uh, New Zealand won, uh, sorry, New Zealand women won uh, Olympic Sevens gold at Tokyo this year. How many tries did they score in the tournament? Was it A, 28, B, 35, C, 21, or D, 30?
2: Abby, how many games do you have to play? Oh, on this win is your- just
4: cheating.
3: I haven't got a single sevens cap in my history. I have no idea.
4: Good for you. Um, two. I'm gonna say five.
3: They do three pool games, I'm pretty sure. And then it'll be quarter, semi, and a final. I just remember waking up at, like, four in the morning
2: for them. It was a nightmare. Same, same. Right, okay. um... I'll
4: go first. Okay, you go first. A.
2: Okay, I've marked B, 35. And it's A. Oh.
4: Steve, I said there put the go. phone away. <laughs> just research. Okay.
3: okay. I'm definitely going to be upset with you two if you don't get this one there. Oh, right. Question five. England women um, had a brilliant autumn winning all four of their matches, but what is their total winning streak? Do you even need the A, B, C, D?
2: <laughs> well, unless I got it <laughs> wrong. You know, earlier, then
3: <laughs> um, A, 19 matches. B, 18 matches. C, 20 matches, or
2: D, 15 matches? Uh, I'll say B, 18
4: matches. Yeah, say, well, I was going to say A. I can't I can't. I can't lie. So oh. I'll say A. So you say 18 is it. What are you
3: actually? Oh, it's B. <laughs> okay. said it earlier on.
2: <laughs> but have you just said that to set up a tiebreaker no, 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 question? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, I just guessed it.
3: D. Yeah, that's what you have actually. <laughs> well, the tiebreaker is quite... I know it's quite good. It okay. is a good one. I'll give it to them. Go on then, Abby. We'll okay. have a tiebreaker. So. How many players or How many players have made their England men's debut in 2021? The closest person takes the points.
2: Okay. 2021. Yeah, Who, who's going first?
4: You can go first.
3: There is a hint to this one if you want.
4: Uh... Do you want the hint? No, we don't want the hint.
3: No. You don't want a hint?
4: No, you, Alex, will get it anyway. I never listened to oh, it.
2: I've got two me. numbers. I've got two numbers
4: in my mind. That's five apart. Go on then. Shall I go first? Yeah. I'm going to say 23. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: going to say 26. I actually can't get over. You're, you're spot on on
4: 23. Oh, me! <laughs> I, oh.
3: I did that in the gym this morning and I went through it and everyone was like, "One, no, 12.
2: Yeah,
4: it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> got cause on the
3: it, on 23. Because there was those
4: USA games and all that, wasn't there? Yeah,
3: yeah 12 in okay. the USA game alone.
4: Oh, well done, Abby. Oh,
2: brilliant. Uh, Abby, listen, th- thank you for for joining us for talking through a wonderful year looking forward to what will hopefully be an even better 2022 and then and then turning Quizmaster because um, we all need we all need a Christmas quiz don't we to get us through so listen th- thank you for joining <laughs> us it's been it's been lovely to talk to you thanks a million Abby oh, thank
3: you very much for letting me be on
2: that was great to have Abby on uh, she's got a big year coming up uh, next year with the, the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand But but next on your Ruck Christmas special, uh, we have our awards for 2021.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.
2: Right, well, it's time for the Ruck Awards for 2021. <laughs> w- <laughs> <laughs> which are going so sm- smoothly. That the first award is for Team of the Year. Uh, Steve has come with a team and I've come with <laughs> a nominated 15 of the year. So uh we'll we'll try and cover off both. Steve. What was your single team of the year?
4: My single team of the year, I think by a distance. There were a lo- load of teams, but I think it's got to be the Red Roses. It really has. I mean, dominating the world, world like no team has ever of either sex has ever dominated the world, of rugby, so the world they, of they, rugby. They
2: dominated even more than you thought they dominated. Well, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Eighteen it, games in a row they've won. Uh, they,
4: they had. Yeah, well, I thought it was nineteen, but uh, <laughs> it will be after the next game. No, they, they were just um, unbelievable. And they, they turned so many people on to, to the game. You go down to the, the clubhouses on a Sunday when the kids are out there training and uh, people are always talking about them. So that, 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 that was great.
2: Brilliant. Right. Well, I mean, what's your 15? My version of Team of the Year was to come up with a 15. Uh, right. And I, I think I've got a 15, but I have lots of options because I thought we'd be debating it. So right. let, let's start up front. Um, my front row was Stephen Kitsoff, Julian Marchand and Tig Furlong.
4: Yes, um, that's not bad. Not,
2: yeah, it's not bad. Not bad.
4: bad. I, yeah. I I only disagree with two of those. So then who do you? No, with? no. I I have to say, Kitchafer is, is uh, no. That that's good. I think I mean, that's I, good. I could. I mean, Furlong has is, is become the um, Maradona of world rugby, except no one notices him because he's up front. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. Martin. Yeah. I thought those are three good ones. Three good ones.
2: Second row, I uh, have Ibn Etzebeth and and Maro Itoji. Uh, Itoji was nominated for World Player of the Year. Etzabeth wasn't which I thought was remarkable I thought he was brilliant on that Lions series and, mm. and again when Safra came over here have you got any other alternatives? I, ha-
4: I have because I don't think I think Maro was uh, by his standards was a degree or two under I actually thought Johnny Hill had a brilliant season but I think I'd probably go for one of the French locks um, uh, Bernard LaRue I thought was fantastic even though he's not essentially a lock he had an um, enormous Six
2: Nations, in the he? He, he, right. he
4: did. So I'd probably go for Bernard LaRue. Um, M- Marrow is never a bad choice, so is he, really?
2: He, he's not, but actually the, France have had a succession. LaRue had a brilliant Six Nations. Paul Valemsa's dominant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cameron Wocky in the who, autumn who was...
4: played on the flank on the weekend, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, no, but, I mean... Uh, but um, if I was close, I don't think he had his greatest season. Okay. But I I I think uh, Will Skelton's way up there because we uh, a couple of weeks ago we watched him play uh, for for La Rochelle against Glasgow and he was bloody magnificent. So there we go. Okay. I, yeah. So,
2: but are we picking Even and Bernard Larue? Bernard Larue on
4: yeah,
2: the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back row. Now, my God, there's all sorts of combinations here. Now, I picked Tom Curry. Michael Hooper and Ardi Savaya, yeah, which was to overlook Charles Oliver, Gregory Aldrit and Sia Khaleesi. Um Peter Steph DuToit got injured on that Lions series, so I don't think he's played quite enough. So yeah, my back row was was Curry Hooper and Savaya.
4: Are you sure that we don't stick Hooper in now because he's in every team and you stick him in automatically? Because I don't think he's in effect as effective as he used to be. I think he's, I think he's sensational. Right,
2: I think he's incredibly effective, and he's carried that Australia team on his on his shoulders for years. Um, and he would be my seven, but I'm I'm open to hear your
4: dissent. Well, no, I mean I, I I just I just think that he's a bit like I mean a bit like Khaleesi. We write him we write him down. Or, All right. You well, know what's your, back, what's your back row? Mine would be uh, Tom Curry, Bill Matter and Courtney Laws.
2: Yeah, I think Laws is a very good shot. He's he's had a. a Almost quietly become this enormous figure in, yeah, in the game. Has, you know, he, he became a, a, a guaranteed lion starter, just almost without fanfare, and, yeah. and is now an England captain. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I think but, so he's uh, up there, but that's, that's okay. No, you. Uh, I think we got decent back row there. But I, uh,
2: I don't. So I, I, our debate therefore is between Hooper. I think Hooper and um, and Laws.
4: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
2: okay. Uh, okay. Right. Scrum Half, I doubt we'll have any any disagreement over...
4: Um, no, we won't have any disagreement. What, uh, who's yours? Antoine Dupont. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have Dupont okay. as well. He <laughs> no. was, he was uh, just after, as we were speaking, uh, just before Christmas, he was um, he was named by Stuart Barnes as uh, on the level with Gareth Edwards. That's, that's rubbish, but um, he, he, let's wait a few years for that. But he is the greatest at the moment.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Now, Fly Half, I think, is really interesting because you look around the world at test level and there haven't been... I don't think there have been any outstanding, consistently outstanding performances from from anybody. I thought I thought Dan Bigger had a good Six Nations, but then less so on the Lions. Andre Pollard, um, I, I, don't, I don't think he's actually has been that effective for South Africa this year. Hmm. Quaid Cooper had a very good rugby championship, but didn't come on tour. Um, England have, have swapped around. Yeah, Finn Russell will have a very strong shout because he's been he has been consistently good for Scotland and and obviously made an impact on on the Lions. I
4: picked Bowden Barrett, but I also expect you to disagree. Mm, I would, I would. It's funny with Finn Russell because God bless him, and he he's played very well since the Lions tour. But uh, he came on and made one half break in the third Test match, and everybody said he should have been there all along. Well, they didn't actually, you know, they they still lost that match. But just because we were all so desperate for someone to do something we we possibly overrated mm. him. But I think Finn Russell's way up there. Uh, Dan Bigger, I like for his attitude. I mean, he, he's he's a bit like, I don't think he's like Henry Pollard in style, but his, his attitude, his yeah, driving force is is amazing. But I'm prepared really to say, look, let's, let's have someone who was a little bit out of the ordinary. And so Finn Russell...
2: The the other name I should have mentioned, Mathieu Jalibert. I, yeah, I, I had
4: done. Yeah, cause he had a very yeah. very good. Oh, situations. it was unbelievable. And 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 for one break alone, um, Roman Antemak. Um But but um, uh, that that was just blissfully brilliant. But yeah, those those are good ones. Those are good ones. But I'm yeah. still going to go with Finn uh, because he's carried on his good form.
2: Now, mid, mid midfield again. A lot, I mean, lots of options here. I, I had remnant about listed as a, as an Intel center mm. for me Gail fiku has to play in yes. this team yes now, he, he this year he has played 12 and 13 um so it would be a case of you either pick damian Lende at 12 and fiku at 13 yeah, or fiku at 12 and lucanio am at 13
4: yeah well that that's a very difficult one and those are the three i think that fiku is far more um effective at 13 yeah but then you've got to leave out lucanio amu in in the recent um in a recent rugby world poll, I named as the most important player in the world. So I'd have to say, um, in that case, uh, I want Fiku in the team. So I'd have to see F- Fiku 12, M- Lucanio Am 13. Although I'm not really happy with it with the with the, you with the combination. You could
2: move Fiku to the wing because um, there's another player who I really, really like at outer centre, which is Rico Ioani, yeah. who can also play on on the wing. Obviously, which is where he started, but. Um, I'd be, I'd be inclined. I, I like Fico at thirteen. Um, yeah, but he has to be in my team.
4: Okay, so look, I, I, I have to say this. If, if you, I got to, I got to go with Am. So I'm going to have to go Endy and Am, because otherwise, if you stick Fico on the wing, you're just doing the convenience thing like Eddie Jones does by putting Matt Manu on the wing because he can't think of anywhere else to put him. So I think the two South African centres in that case. But Fico will be the man who I most regret leaving out.
2: Okay, and now the wings, uh, Mpimpi and Will Will Jordan, although I would pick Fico on the wing if he's not in our midfield, but okay. I hear your point.
4: Yeah, M- Mpimpi is is a great player. I think Will Jordan's one of these guys where he's had a couple of couple of great runs and um, will he will he sustain it? Um, but um, th- th- those are not too bad. Um um the only the only one i can think of who's remotely in that class and he was in a poor team is is um Josh Adams because he mm. played really well for Wales in a really poor autumn but um i think um uh, yeah i think probably i'd go for your two jordan and um my Pimpy the Pimpy's some player
2: yeah he is yeah and now now fullback there's Vili there's Larue Stuart Hogg who had a good six nations it didn't last didn't last the, the test series with the lions um, I actually I, I did write down Freddie Stewart on the base he's played five tests this year. Yes, and has been outstanding in all of them. Um, I don't think that probably gets him into the team, but he did. He 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 rose into my thinking like mm. he does to, to claim a high ball. Wh- who would be your
4: Willie Larue? Uh, is, is is I think has gone back. Um, uh, and I think Liam Williams has gone back because he's cause of injury. Obviously, I think mm. he's a great player. I, I, I think um, I'm not usually keen on bolters but Freddie Stewart is, um, has has not made any mistakes Alex in, the, in his international career he looks safe uh, big catches the ball not the slowest fullback I think I think but let's, let's put him in and say you know wish him well for the new year and <laughs> If he comes in, it, not, back, not is the you?
2: slowest fullback is is a ringing endorsement. Yeah, he's from not the Stephen slowest, James. and he's not the
4: worst under the high ball. <laughs> All
2: right, well, that, I mean that that is a that's a decent team. Stephen Kitsoff, Julian Marshall, Ty Furlong, Ivan Etzabeth, Bernard Larue, uh, Tom Curry. Who do we go for? Um, uh, uh, Courtney. Courtney
4: Laws. Courtney Laws.
2: Co- Co- uh, Courtney Laws Tom Curry, Ardi Sarvea, Antoine Dupont, and Finn Russell. Damien De Allende and Lucanio Am, although we both enormously regret leaving out Gael Fiku, yeah, cool. uh, but I would have Fiku on the wing, but Steve doesn't like that, so we'll go Mapimpi, Will Jordan, and Freddie Stewart from England at fullback, who's played himself in in the last five games.
4: Yeah, Brilliant,
2: yeah. right? There's there that is your ruck fifteen of the year,
4: right? Everybody will agree with at least three of those Okay,
2: I don't think we need to Yeah, We, we won't have to discuss The next one for too long The Rucks Player of the Year Is
4: Rucks Player of the Year For, for me is has got to be Lucanio Am I can't, I can't go back on that I chose him a couple of weeks ago I think he's a great player Not used to the best of, of the ability Of ability if there was anyone in contention for that, I would go Ty Furlong, who I think has been out of this world. I out this. of this world.
2: I love this. I thought you would just say Antoine Dupont. Certainly, if, if Stuart Barnes was on, on the call, he would undoubtedly have said that. I thought Ty Furlong was deserved a place in that in that World Rugby um, mm. Player of the Year. I think, I think he's been out consistently outstanding. They always overlook have props. Um, and in the last six months, he's been just sensationally good yeah uh, I would say the same about Lacanio Am um, but it's hard if Antoine Dupont is World Player of the Year mm. he was Rugby World Player of the Year as we discussed the other week mm. Um, uh, he was my nomination as as the Rucks Player of the Year
4: okay I'm outvoted
2: you're not outvoted because there's only, there's only two of us in the room I will I, I will propose my new nomination of Tyg Furlong
4: right as Player of the Year yeah Okay.
2: Because I think we could, we could, well, probably in that case, agree.
4: we can agree on that. So let's go tie for right. long. Tie for along. Di- different, different class of player. Different, b- b- best forward that the game has seen for years. Um, let's hope he doesn't get crushed in his next game.
2: <laughs> uh, right. The Rocks match of the year. And we've all, we've been to tens of games this year. Mm. Um, you were out in, in South Africa on the Lions tour, I can't imagine any of those games are going to are going to feature. No, but maybe they will. You 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 have that tour listed as as one of the greats for for for, for reasons that experienced.
4: Yeah, yeah. For yeah, it was for reasons I think I can't quite remember, but it was. Um, M- Match of the year for me is um, a game which kicked off everything uh, and lifted off the Premiership uh, from what is deemed to be a muddy old slog to an effervescent tri-feast where tries are not cheapened, they just come along more often. And that was at uh, the Brentford Community Stadium where London Irish were leading WASP by about 300 points. WASP came back with a staggering victory uh, and it was the match for me which launched the whole premiership into orbit and it's still up there, it's not come down. Premiership is a totally different style of competition than it ever was before.
2: My uh, m- my nomination is is very very similar, but is the semi final between between Bristol and, and Harlequins, which is how yeah. I happened to know that uh, what the what the answer was to that quiz question. Yeah, because I went. And I knew you were cheating. I went, yeah. <laughs> I went and, and rewatched those highlights again this morning. You know Bristol. Cruising into a, into a, an enormous lead with with players like Ben Earl and Max Malins yeah. and Semi Rendrandra playing, um, Luke Morahan just playing sensational rugby. And then Harlequins coming back at them and winning an extra time 43 36. Just one of, if not the greatest premiership game to be followed a week later by a sensational final at Twickenham. And, and I watched those highlights again as well to just be reminded what a shame it was that they're only. 10,000 in there to, to witness yeah. that game yeah. Um, so yeah my, my match of the season that, that semi-final at Ashton Gate yours at, at the community stadium but both for similar reasons I think yes
4: exactly exactly
2: Steve um, we do it every week we nominate we nominate a god or goddess of, of the week and Mark Evans comes on and, and nominates a, a devil of the week mm. um, he's not here so hopefully it'll be a, a joyous Moment, who is your uh, nomination for God or Goddess of the Year?
4: W- would be Tide Furlong because he's been so, br- so brilliant uh, and beat the All Blacks and beat them up. Um, my Goddess, should I have chosen one, would have been Abby Dow, who's such a brilliant uh, lady and a brilliant player. But uh, Tide Furlong. And a
2: very good quiz master. Very good quizmaster. Yeah, yeah,
4: even though she was got at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my,
2: my selection is, is Kevin Sinfield. Who is now a man of rugby union? He he had a a brief stint playing for Leeds uh, or Yorkshire Carnegie as they were, but uh, he's had an enormous impact on the players who he's now coaching at Leicester. You know they reach reach Christmas nine from nine, um, looked like a team reborn. Right. But and I don't really I don't need to go into, but I will all the work he does in his own time to raise. uh, I think he's now raised about five million pounds for the Motor Neuron Disease Association. And his great mate, uh, Rob Burrow. Uh, One of my my favourite interviews of the year was to go and and sit down for lunch with him at at the Leicester Training Ground and and talk through his journey, talk through his inspirations. And he doesn't really realise, I don't think, how inspiring he is to everyone he works with and everyone he knows. So uh, he's only new to Rugby Union, but he's in Rugby Union. He's my God of the Year. That is the full roster of the Ruck Awards for 2021. We'll have a quick word looking ahead now to the new year. We we touched on it with Evie Dow earlier. Uh, her wishes for 2022. Steve, do you have any?
4: Yes, I do. First of all, fewer international matches. Uh, get back the currency of the game. Um, secondly, South Africa to join the Six Nations. Um, they, 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 they start off in the European League with um, Romania, Germany, uh, Georgia, etc., they get promoted and they're replaced by the bottom team in the Six Nations, possibly Italy. Um, the, we then um, finally bring the Southern Hemisphere teams to heel. Uh, we, the, the European teams then run rugby for their own benefit and um, I'd like South Africa to be in the Six Nations and I'd like England to win the World Cup um, f- for, for women and I'd like Eddie Jones to make his mind up or get out of the job.
2: Wow, Steve hasn't left much we often talk about wishes for the new year in terms of change and we actually touched on this earlier Steve um, I think rugby at the moment it is in a, in a on the field in a perfect place we're seeing matches won in different ways in thrilling ways in strategic mm-hmm. ways I think the premiership uh, as, a, as a competition has never been stronger the rugby's never been better so I don't want anything to change I don't want this cycle that, that Eddie Jones often talks about of Defence and then and then attack takes mm. over and then you're back in defence. It feels to me that rugby on the field is at the perfect balance. Um we are seeing a variety of different ways to win matches, which is exactly what rugby should be. So I would like it, I would like this to continue for as long as it can.
4: Big bigger salaries for Times journalists, you think?
2: Yeah, but this is that, that goes beyond a wish.
4: That's like okay. a pipe dream. Okay. Alright. Well, sorry, have you not got the letter?
2: <laughs> Steve Last word, quick fire predictions for the new year from you. Men's Six Nations,
4: Ireland because they're nine to two and must have a great chance of that of that value. Women's Six Nations, uh, possibly England.
2: Uh, the Gallagher Premiership, Leicester. The Allianz Premier Fifteens, Harlequins. Heineken Champions Cup,
4: Leinster with Munster of feeble thir- uh, fifth. <laughs> and the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. Uh, a lot tighter than people think I think England will just scrape it
2: brilliant everyone there you have it the uh, definitive list of predictions <laughs> for the new year the definitive list of awards for the year that's just gone thank you all for joining us for the, for the last 12 months it's, 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 it's a pleasure to, to get into the studio and, and chat and, and bring you this pod every week and we will carry on doing it into the new year and beyond I hope you had a wonderful Christmas enjoy a great new year And we will be back in 2022.
0: Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into.